Welcome back to Access Bodybuilding with Aaron Sagerman and my co-host, Christina Voynich. Christina, what's in the news for this week? Jay Cutler competing in Vegas, Amanda Latona on The Choice, Juan Morrell married, Chris Dim paralyzed, The Rock working with George Farah, and much more this week on Access Bodybuilding. All right, Christina, let's get right into it. We got a bunch. We don't have a lot of topics this week, but we have five really solid ones. Um, I didn't have to look too far for some uh, news for this week. So starting off, uh, we, we've been following the, uh, the saga of is Jay Cutler competing or will he not be competing? I've wrote gossip columns about it. And uh, I think that we are finally, as of this week, going to come to a conclusion. And I can tell you 100%, without a doubt, Will Jay Cutler be competing at the Olympia or Shrew Classic or anywhere else in 2012? So you know, for I sure. I know. I know. Are you going to divulge this information to the listeners and myself? I'm building up the suspense. Are yeah. you? Are you? Are you thoroughly? Are you thoroughly excited and shaking? I'm on pins and needles at the end I of my. Can't stand it. I can't stand it, Aaron. Tell um, me. Well, in that case, Jay Cutler <laughs> will. Not be competing in 2012. Yeah, but is he competing? Oh, in 2012 completely. So I know not in Vegas, but not the Sheru Classic either. No, Jay Cutler was going to wait till next year, compete in 2013 for sure, supposedly 100 percent for sure, and uh, make a return to the stage when he knows that he can be 100 percent. Didn't you and I have a bet about this of some kind? Or I bet that he wasn't going to compete this year. I'm pretty sure I. I said he wasn't well, competing. I need, I need listeners to email uh, me or, or Christina on Facebook or on email and let us know if um, what the bet was exactly because we have so many bets that I couldn't, I can't. I'm going to go back through and find it because I'm pretty sure it was like 50 bucks or something ridiculous like that. So I, I <laughs> you knew he wants 50 bucks. <laughs> I need some 50 bucks. <laughs> you better, you better, you better not only listen to it, I, I need some proof. You better be like, okay, on this episode, at this minute, at oh, this time, you me. said. You got it. I can't it's, just uh, have where did, uh, did he announce this at all? Anywhere on Twitter or on Facebook? No, no, it's not officially announced yet, but it will be. I mean, look at it this way. We're less than nine weeks out from the Olympia right now, and if you've seen any pictures of Jay Cutler lately, um, he was he's in New York right now doing uh, doing some like uh, press signings and stuff like that, appearances. And you can tell he looks good, but he doesn't look like anywhere near nine weeks out from Olympia. Not yeah, yeah, I had seen photos too. That's why I was, I was pretty sure he wasn't competing. I thought maybe... Um, you know, he would still do the Sheru Classic and, you know, maybe not look his best. Do we know if he's still going to go to the Sheru Classic, even though he's not competing? I haven't talked to um, Sheru about it yet, but I'm I'm pretty sure that he'll go. You know what I mean? I know Sheru will want him there, and there, he has a lot of fans in India. Uh, it's safe to say that he is the most popular bodybuilder uh, in India by far. So I'm sure he can make a lot of money while he's there. And uh, I think that he will go, and I'm sure he'll get up on stage and, you know, and everything so like i guess shrew could say well i told you he'll be on stage or something you know because he'll be on stage i don't know but um maybe he originally was planning on doing it i mean i know that that was the talks but uh i can confirm now he, he is not going to be competing at all in 2012 so got it that, that mystery is officially solved uh i gotta say that after you know seeing the pictures now if you would have said that yes i am definitely if i would have talked to him and said yes i'm still definitely doing it i would almost like after seeing those pictures not that he can't you know he he is an amazing athlete or whatever couldn't impress everybody i think that it, it would, it's probably impossible for him to be his best or to beat um a very 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 good like incredibly good phil heath 
going from where he is now, right after this injury, to nine weeks later beating Phil Heath. I don't, I don't see it as a possibility. No, and that's probably why he's opting to, you know, not do it. Especially, you know, coming after, you know, his his whole bicep injury and the surgery right. and all of that. Um, be, it, it's not like he's going to come in and, oh, you know, I'd like to place top five or top ten. When you're right. going up for a one or a two, and if you aren't 100% on your game and you know it's something that um, is kind of out of your control, you know, with the whole bicep thing, it's kind of out of his control whether he can fully recover, how quickly he recovers, rather. Um you know, it's like I wouldn't want to risk it either, knowing how much money is at stake, knowing my pride and knowing my momentum that's at stake. I know it's Jay Cutler, and, I mean, he'll always be such a huge name no matter if he places first or 50th at this point, but you still don't want the bad press that you didn't look good or you didn't heal right or you weren't as tight sure. as it should have been. Nobody wants that, especially, you know, at this point when he may be having other ventures, when he's you know, starting a supplement line. You don't need that type of press, you know? Yeah, you know, the truth is that if, if for me or for most body, I mean, if I look at it from almost any other bodybuilder's perspective, even if he comes in and gets second place and beats Kai Green and Branch Warren and all these other guys will be there, to me that would be like a victory. Every other bodybuilder out there would be like, wow, you know, second place at the Olympia, you know, well over $100,000. This is a victory. But to Jay, that would be a really a, a huge defeat. Like, that is not why he's coming back. And he's not coming back for $100,000 or even $250,000 or whatever the prize is. He wants to beat Phil Heath, and he wants to come back and get another Olympia, another Sandow. So anything less is is, is a uh, failure. If you're not first, you're last. Thank yep, you, Bobby. Yeah. As, <laughs> as, uh, as the infamous words of Bob Ciccarello, there's uh, only one winner and a whole lot of losers. True. You know? There you so, go. <laughs> so that's, uh, that is, uh, I guess that's, that's how he's looking at it. So... For, from his perspective, smart move because I don't see it working out in his favor. No, I definitely agree with you there. Well, at least we we know now the uh, the secret is out. Yes. Yes. Um, the next story on our list I'll kind of introduce is uh, Amanda Latona on The Choice. The Choice is a uh, kind of like dating show, a new age yep. dating show on uh, on Fox, right? It's on Fox? Yep, on Fox. And um, I have not watched The Choice, and I still haven't yet seen this episode. However, I did get a message, believe it or not, on Facebook from like an uncle of mine sending me a message <laughs> saying... Hey, I was watching The Choice. Mind you, my uncle is like, you know, 65, 65 years old. And uh, he's saying that he was watching the show The Choice. And that uh, he goes, hey, do you know the girl Amanda that was on there? And I was like, it's probably some random. He goes, he said she was a bikini professional. And I'm thinking, yeah, right. It's probably some bullshit girl who said she's a professional bikini model or something. She's never done a show. It's probably just a hoax. Yeah, I don't believe it. And then when I heard that it was actually Amanda Latona, I was like, oh, actually, yeah, yeah, I do know. I do know who that is. So I haven't seen the video. Um, but apparently she got through and actually got a date with someone pretty uh, pretty famous, right? The the, the uh, actor that plays uh, Superman, right? Yeah, Dean Cain, yes. Dean um, Cain, basically, yeah. basically. For people who aren't familiar with how the show works, I actually wrote a piece on this for Muscle Maggage. will be coming out in a long time from now. But the um, basically what, what the show, The Choice, is, is if you remember, have you seen the cho- show The Voice? Yes. Yeah, okay. So The Voice, this is it's basically a dating game built off that same format. So in The, in the Voice and in The Choice, the uh, four celebrities are all in chairs facing the opposite direction from the stage. And on the stage is the contestant, right? And the voice, they sing, and the choice, they're looking for a date. 
uh, to date one of these celebrities. They can and, hear um, your voice. They, you talk to them, talk about yourself a little bit, and they can right. decide, like, in the yeah. voice if they want to turn around and, and put you in their dating pool, right? Right, exactly. And you, each celebrity gets to have three potential, or I guess three potential dates. They don't they don't have to go on dates with them. Or they, this is the, really the, that's the first round, okay? So you, you uh, if, let's say, um, the, three, the four guys were uh, Tyson, uh, Tyson Beckford, the model guy, the black model dude, a NFL player who's uh, like a strange name. I can't even pronounce it. I don't know who he is. Dean Kane, and then the surgeon to the stars, Dr. Robert Nettles. And uh, so these are the four celebrities. And so, well, when Amanda comes out, uh, she is basically her goofy self. And if any of them like this, uh, the, the personality, they'll hit the button. And what happened in, in this case, Dean Kane was sitting there. And as soon as she said that she is known in the bodybuilding industry for her, her butt, she, he hit the button. That was all he needed to hear. And he turned around and he put her into his dating pool with the with the two other chicks. And then in the next round, he asked them, being Superman, being like, you know, uh, the comic book guy, he says, if you could be a superhero and have a superpower, what would it be and why? And the other girls' answers are really cheesy. Like one of them, uh, one of the girls says, um, if I could be a, a superhero, I would have the, the power to create a charity. I couldn't believe it when I heard yeah, that. Yeah, create a charity. I'm like... If you're trying to get a guy, I don't care who you are and how great your morals and your values are, um, no guy wants to hear that as your 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 superpower <laughs> of choice. You should say, my, my superpower would be to suck a golf ball through a garden hose. See? See that, all of the guys would be like, yes, oh, boom, yes. date done. Yeah, exactly. So um, Amanda was was better than that. She said she would her superpower would be uh, to be a human lie detector and to know if anybody was lying to her, which is still not that great, but way better than creative charity. You know what I mean? No, no. You need to have like X-ray vision or something. Yeah. Like you need something good and kind of sexy. A charity isn't sexy. I'm sorry. No, not even. Not. I mean, it's, that's like this Muscle Girls Inc. for that. We got we talk about that type of stuff enough on there. Yeah. So um, anyway, uh, she uh, and Dean it shows them in the last scene. I guess the third part of the deal, the going on a date. They're in Malibu doing a wine tasting, and everything. So um, I contacted Amanda. I wanted to see what this whole thing was about. You know how she got involved in this, and uh, I don't know. Most people may not know that Amanda, although she is a bikini pro, and you and I both know, there's not a lot of money in that. Um, she does uh, modeling and also hosting, like fitness hosting, which basically means like if you have a new um, like gadget or gizmo related to fitness, you know, and you're going to do an infomercial, you might have Amanda as the pretty fit girl talking about the product behind in front of the people doing it, or maybe Amanda talking about the product while she's doing it. And she's actually been the star of a bunch of these, and, and I, I guess they can be pretty profitable. Well, especially when um, you live in Las Vegas, you right. know, that, that's that's a place to be. When you're, you know, pursuing this type of career. So if you're in Vegas, LA, New York, those are the places to be. Right. And she's got, uh, she's in a, you know, perfect location for it. Yeah. So, um, so basically, she has an agent, and the agent uh, told her about this. And she put in a video. Amanda's got a very obviously very outgoing kind of goofy personality. She reminds me a lot of um, Jenny McCarthy back in her in like yeah. the, the singled out Look days. Out. Yeah. 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 So she's got a really like a uh, outgoing personality that a lot of people like, you know, and. At least they find her amusing. So she got the um, basically got the ability to have this to go on the game show, and um, she told me like I asked her like was there a love connection or anything like that, and she she like laughed. She said you know she went for the opportunity, not for the date. Like um, yeah. she didn't care about the date, and she wasn't interested in Dean Kane or whatever. Um, the reality was that she went for the experience and the exposure 
also to be on Fox TV and to be seen in front of the network executives. Well, that's, that's really, the way to do it. Yeah, that's really that was her motivation, not like to meet you know a, a guy on the show and fall in love. So well, the thing is, is because she is single. You know, she's able to do these type of things to get noticed. If you're married or in a serious relationship, unfortunately, you can't do those type of things to try to get noticed. Right, right. Uh, so this is the way people can can take her, you know, seriously. But at the same time, like she can have fun and enjoy herself and not be, you know, tied down um, and has a little more opportunities maybe than someone who is, you know. Let me, let me ask you about that. So you bring up a good point. So um, if. If you and Mike, obviously you and Mike are dating, you're, you're engaged. If you got an opportunity like this to be on Fox TV and go on a date, like a dating show like this, and you know it's not serious, you're not going to fall for Dean Kane or something like this, but it's a great opportunity. You think Mike would be down for you to go? I wouldn't be down for me to go. Oh, you wouldn't be down for you. Yeah, I'm sure he wouldn't either, but I wouldn't just because I feel like you'd get more negative press. Um, about it when people find out especially if you're with someone in the industry and everybody knows um, just because I just think it's kind of tacky and I think it's in bad taste like oh yeah so I know I'm dating or I'm, I'm engaged or I'm married to this guy but um, I'm going to go on a dating show to try to you know hook up with a celebrity like I just feel like it would be so tacky on a woman's part to do that I guess, I guess the reason why I, I agree with you isn't because I think that it is but because I think that the fact that you are already like you or me or Amanda or a pu- or Mike or, or public people in the sense that people will know. You oh know, yeah, it's not like, yeah. You're not like you can be like, hey, mom, I went on the show, dad. You know, to get exposure, it's pretty cool. You know, Mike doesn't care because there's going to be thousands of other people that are going to be judging you based on this. You're be like, what? Well, a- the only, well, even if you are a nobody or you're not really known, I think at some point, there, if you win, you go out on a date, then you know how gossipy things end up. Like, oh, it actually turns out she did have a boyfriend this whole time. You know, I, you've seen the show, show like, a, like Tough Love, right, on VH1. <laughs> Girls will come on that show, and they find out, like, they were married, or they, they didn't um, completely break things off with their boyfriend before they came on the show, and they're looked at, like, pretty trashy for coming on a dating show while still being in a relationship. So I think even if you are... Someone who who isn't you know dating someone or married to someone um, noteworthy, I think it's still kind of kind of trashy to do that. Can, yeah. And I can can't imagine your significant other thinks it's a fabulous idea, unless, however, there's a lot of money involved. If there's a lot of money involved, then maybe. But if it's just for a date with a celebrity and some exposure in front of Fox, I'd try a different vin- avenue personally. Yeah. Okay. I agree with that. Good point, Christina. I I, I concur. Thank you. Let's um, continue. <laughs> moving on, moving on. Uh, next story on our list. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm like coughing. I don't know. I've never coughed before. I'm, I'm a very rare cougher, but lately I don't know what's going on. Um, all right, uh, the next story on our list is IP Pro uh, Juan Diesel Morel uh, gets married, suddenly gets married to Karen. I don't know how to say it. McCannany. McCannany. How do you say that? I, Mac- I think McCannany. I think. McCannany. I don't know how to say I always just call her. She has Diesel Dolls. She has the company, the clothing company, Diesel Dolls, which, incidentally, she told me, has absolutely nothing to do with Juan Diesel Morel, that she uh, started the company a year before they met. Oh, that's interesting. Maybe yeah. she gave him the nickname. No, she said no, no, no. They didn't, they didn't know each other. That was already her, uh, I think Dave gave him the nickname, ah. Juan Diesel Morel, or maybe, I don't know. Nicknamed. Everybody's got a nickname now. Um, you need a nickname. What could we call you? I know. I don't have a nickname. I feel left Christina. out. Christina, I'll think of something. I'll okay. Something. Maybe I'll surprise you next show. <laughs> um, 
I'm pretty good with names. Please don't. <laughs> You're worried about it. When I, have I actually don't want one now that I think about it. Um, you could be Christina the Serbian Voynich. That's, that's lame. Um, there's not a lot of Serbians out there. <sighs> Christina Serb. No, this is just going to get stupid. Now. It's just going to be really bad. So, well, let's just move on. Yeah. Noel, Juan Morel gets married. Yeah. 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 They got okay. married. Anyway, let's let's talk about this for a minute. So, okay. July 19th, I read on Facebook, Juan Morel and Karen are married. And, and, and I'm friends with them. And I've been friends with Juan for a while. So, I was pretty shocked. I was like, whoa. Because I, I didn't know that. I knew they were engaged. But I didn't know that they were planning on getting married anytime soon. And usually, you know. Those type of things are, are are planned, you know. It's not just a sudden thing. Right. So Juan, you know, wanting to get him on the record. I wanted to get them on the record. And so I can't call Juan because he's with Weeder. So I talked to uh, Karen, and she told me it was actually a totally spur-of-the-moment thing. Like, uh, literally, she borrowed her dress Thursday in the morning. Thursday, uh, right after she booked the – or right before she booked – the wedding at 4 p.m. They went in there to the like the clerk of courts type deal. The courthouse yeah. did it. Did it at 4 wow. p.m. Same day. Pretty uh, pretty unbelievable. That's huh? pretty quick. Pretty quick. Pretty quick. And uh, Juan and Karen actually met uh, last year at the Brooklyn Grand Prix. Uh, she was backstage and saw Juan pumping up to the guest pose and stuff, and kind of uh, I guess they kind of met there, and then they crossed paths later at the MPC Eastern USA's. And uh, Juan's daughter and Karen hit it off, and one thing led to another, and uh, they started dating, and here we are. You know, this is a big year. Juan is uh, obviously won his first pro show. Um, Huge. Competing, yeah, enormous. Competing in the Olympia, his rookie year, uh, which is no easy feat these days. Um, got signed with a new supplement company, 10.1, uh, brand new supplement company, and uh, they signed him as their one athlete. Uh, and uh, and now he's gotten married. So this is just a uh, tremendous year for them. You know who also uh, got married? I don't think we mentioned this because uh, I we don't think we did the show last week. But um, Jamie Eason got married as well. Really, really? Yeah, yeah Jamie Eason got married. I believe it was last week, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe it may have been two weeks ago at this point. Um, but I believe it may have been last weekend or the weekend before. Um, her husband's name, I think, is a uh, is Middleton. Is his last name Michael Middleton? Um, it's funny because I think he is in a like Christian rock band. He's a musician, oh. and um, I know they did like uh, recently the two of them, and I think um, Bobby Black, the photographer, they went to Haiti for like a missions trip. So I think she kind of met him in the church. I know they go to the same church and all of that. Um, totally makes sense. That totally makes sense. I met him before, and um, she is, and I knew that obviously she said it's her boyfriend or whatever, or um, maybe she said he was her fiance, but like. I guess I didn't imagine Jamie Easton. He's like a um, a normal. I mean, not he's a skinny young. No, he's a little older than her looking, and he is a skinny normal guy. And for whatever reason, obviously, there's no requirement for her to be with anybody in the industry or whatever. But it surprised me that the, that the, he didn't look like he even really works out or anything. Yeah, so, but, he, yeah, he, he's just kind of a smaller guy. He's got like kind of shaggy brown hair. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. he's not unattractive by no, any no, means. No. I mean, it, it it fits when they're when they're together. Um, you know, I think they just share a lot of common bonds and a the lot funny of thing, common Christina, things. You would agree with this, right? The funny thing is when you see Jamie Eason in jeans and like a shirt, and she's wearing her little glasses. They actually look like they fit very well. Yeah, because you don't. I, she doesn't look like anything special. She doesn't look like a. Uh, a you know a cover model famous sure. fitness model dressed like that like when, how she probably normally is every day and um, and when they were together when I saw them talk to him at the airport I was like you know what they they do fit together I'm just surprised because when you're that into fitness I would think a lot of times at least 
usually you'd want your spouse, or your spouse would be too, because it's one of your interests. But obviously, it sounds like they have some more interest in common, uh, more significant maybe even than fitness. Yeah. And I also read too um, that I think she, she will be taking his last name, I believe. I think, I think she's going to be changing her name. Good for her, as she should, in my yeah. opinion. <laughs> you sound very adamant about no, that I, one. I don't like, I don't like, I would never marry a woman that wouldn't take my last name. It's just how it goes. Yeah, I, I think you and I, we talked about this during yeah. dinner at, uh, in Chicago, during the pro show that day. Yeah, I am very adamant. I would yeah. never, like, if, as much as I love Darielle and as great as things are going, if she was adamant that she wouldn't take my name, we, I would wait until she decided that it was worth doing it. Yeah, Michael would not be happy if I didn't want to take his name. Before, in the past, uh, with my ex... I was okay with keeping my name. I wanted to hyphenate it, actually. And uh, there, there's no way in hell that would happen now. So no. I will be well, changing my name. Well, like well. these people that do that, they have their kids that have the two names. Like, like how, I mean, that's like, I don't know. Like, that seems so, like, insulting. That Like, the tradition for, like, as long as people can remember, maybe f- it, it, since names have existed, the kid gets named, you know, the, the surname goes with the, the new kid. You know, sure. the man's it's just how it's always worked. Um, so to attach her name to it, it's like, I just don't get, it seems foreign to me. Maybe the feminists out there won't like this, but maybe I, I, I understand to an extent. The reason why I had wanted to before was, you know, to kind of hold on to my Serbian background. You know, I, I, I like being able to hold on to that heritage and I don't have the, the Puerto Rican last name. So I need to keep something. However, the problem is nowadays with people getting divorced, a lot of times people hyphenate their last names if they do have kids and then they get remarried. Well, I never wanted it to look like I was, like remarried or divorced, and that's why I needed a hyphenated name. Right. Um, so that's why I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it. But yeah. So uh, I don't know if she's officially changed her last name. You know, on Facebook, on Twitter, all that. I think everything so far is still the same. Um, I think it may take a while for people to know that uh, she's changed her name. So. Yeah, it's not easy to change her name, as we're finding out with Darielle. There's a lot to it. It's not like a quick, easy process right. either. Takes a little time. Yeah. Um, all right, Christina. Let's go to a commercial break, and we'll be back in just a few minutes. To go to the next story about Chris Dem. You got it. P28 High Protein Bread is the official bread of RX Muscle. Are you looking to incorporate more protein into your meals or just want to enjoy bread again? Then look no further. Try the 100% natural P28 High Protein Bread. P28 High Protein Bread is a formulated revolutionary breakthrough product. Packed with whey protein isolate, 14 grams of protein per slice, 12 grams of carbs, 8 essential amino acids, and made with 100% whole wheat. Fear bread no more. Build a better body with P28. Order today at highproteinbread.com. P28 is also now available at bodybuilding.com and many other retailers. Order now. Highproteinbread.com. P28 Bread. RX Muscle approved. So are you from Australia, paying far too much for supplements with the inflating weigh in amino prices? Why not check out the all-new RX Muscle Australia for the latest Australian and worldwide content and coverage. While you're there, check out Bulk Nutrient Supplement Store, the official supplement store for RX Muscle Australia. You can visit Bulk Nutrients at bulknutrients.com.au, your one-stop shop. And also check out the all-new rxmuscle.com.au. RX Muscle Australia, the truth in Australia and bodybuilding. Iron Mag Labs is the leading supplement company offering the most hardcore pro-anabolic supplements on the market. Visit IronMagLabs.com and check out our top-selling pro-anabolics. Methadrol Extreme, Super DMZ RX, Cytostain RX, 
and e-control RX with 60XO. Iron Mag Labs makes supplements that actually work. No hype, no BS, just real results. There's a reason you keep hearing about Iron Mag Labs. Come see what you're missing. Visit IronMagLabs.com for the most hardcore bodybuilding supplements. RxMuscle.com. Now you have a place to turn when you want the truth on bodybuilding, diet, and exercise, up to the minute news, and more. Visit the RxMuscle.com forums featuring celebrity Q&As with IFBB professional athletes, top amateurs, and the brightest minds in the industry. Listen to our weekly radio shows, including Heavy Muscle Radio, Muscle Girls Inc., After Hours, and more. Contest coverage, videos, even our own social networking site, Rx Muscle Place. Visit RxMuscle.com. All right, welcome back to Access Bodybuilding. And uh, Christina, we're back moving on with the next story. This is a... Um, a sadder story, unfortunately. Uh, IFBB pro Chris Dim. Um, I don't know. Chris Dim's been out of the scene for a little while. He hasn't competed, I think, since 2007. So you might not be too familiar with him. Are you, do you know where you know him at all? I am pretty familiar with him. He was at uh, actually one point sponsored by Optimum Nutrition. So yes, he was. Yes, he uh, was. Yep. Yeah, I um I think I may have formally met him maybe one time. Um, haven't spent too much time with him, but I do, I do uh, know a lot about the kind of the history behind Chris Dim and everything he's been through. Yeah. Okay, so Chris Dim, um, just to give people a little background, he uh, got his pro card. I think I, I don't have this in front of me, but I think it was two thousand three or so, something around there. Two thousand anyway, before the two hundred twos, he actually competed uh, successfully. I think in Europe or one of the Grand Prix. Uh, placing second or third, qualifying for the Olympia. So at 185 pounds or so, um, getting on the Olympia stage, um, not 202 Olympia or 212 Olympia. So he was up there with the big boys. Um, very well known um, because he had humongous arms. He was tr- tremendous arms. And he got a little bit um, more well known in, in, in a sad way in 2007 when uh, he had what, what they call is an aorta dissection. And I'm going to explain a little bit about that. The aorta is um, basically the, the highest pressure spot in the body. Uh, it's where the heart, uh, the blood flows into the heart. And so it's, you know, when it beats in, not, there's a lot of pressure that goes on through there. Here's what an aorta uh, dis- dissection is. Okay, basically, um, it's, um, it is when there is a rupture inside of the uh, aorta and blood flows into the layers of in between the layers of the wall of the aorta and a whole a whole cascade of bad things can happen as a result of this and basically what what usually occurs very quickly is death and just to give you an idea 80 percent of the people that have uh, an aortic dissension die and then more than half those people who die die before they even get to the hospital so it's, it's a very um very 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 serious thing to happen to you and it's it's almost I would almost say that it's miraculous that uh, that Chris survived. I mean, you know, um, he literally has a one out of five chance of survival. You know, it's like one of those revolvers, the five shot with five, four bullets in the in the four or five bullet revolver. You know what I mean? Right, right. Um, so not only did he survive, he actually competed again after that, which is crazy, uh, unbelievable. Yeah, so, you, usually it's rare for someone to come back from like an injury, yeah. like you got like the branch warrens, but uh, to come back from that sort of surgery, that's that is unheard of. Yeah, 
Yeah, so it, it, it's pretty unbelievable. And you know what? It, it may be even ill-advised. I don't know. You know, I don't know. I don't know how smart it is to get back on the pro bodybuilding stage after that. But he did it, and it is an incredible comeback. It was an amazing feat. And I don't know. I don't know uh, what the doctors told him. Maybe they said it was completely fine for him to uh, start lifting heavy again and everything. But you know, that's really only the beginning of of Chris's uh, troubles because recently he had to go back in to repair a stent and. Um, it turns out, I looked into this a little bit, talked to some doctors. I had to do a lot of research on this one. Uh, I wrote this up for RX Muscle. It's the gossip column of the week on uh, on the front page there. I had to do a lot of uh, uh, research. And it turns out 20 pe- 20% of the people that have a stint related to an aortic dissection, uh, dissection have to go in there to have it repaired at some point or another. And that happened uh, to Chris. So he went in there to have it uh, repaired. And when he woke up, the doctors told him, excuse me, you know, sorry, but you have a spinal cord injury, and then there's a chance that you will never walk again. Wow. And uh, so, like, I can only imagine. I mean, look, I don't know anything about this stuff. So when I when he texted that and I read the text, I was like, what the, I mean, honestly, I was like, what the fuck? How does somebody go in for heart surgery and come out not able to not able to use their legs? You know what right. I mean? <laughs> it sounds like it sounds like crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. It's honestly, I was like, whoa, he's got a serious lawsuit on his hands. Because, like, I don't know how you messed that up, you know? Well, exactly, because you don't realize that, you know, even though it's surgery, you don't think that you're going to come back and be completely paralyzed. Right. It wasn't a spinal surgery. Right. You you have back surgery. Like, my mom has had back surgery before. And, like, yeah, you you understand there are serious complications. You hit one wrong nerve, like, half a millimeter, you can be paralyzed. But you're when you're going in for, like, the other direction, <laughs> it's a little bit different, <laughs> you know? Right. Exactly. So I called Dr. Victor Prisk, um, who is, uh, I would say, he is the foremost expert on medicine in, uh, in bodybuilding. He's also an IFBB pro. And so I called Dr. Prisk up and I asked him, like, what is this? What is this? How does this happen? And he, and he actually, um, he's like a walking encyclopedia. And he, he told me, actually, it is, uh, it is rare, but there is a very good chance of, uh, or not a very good chance, a chance. Uh, actually, he gave me a statistic, 12 out of 100,000 patients this happens to and um it's called the artery of the adam kenswick kenswick or something and this is actually the largest anterior segmental medullary <laughs> medullary or something artery and this is actually it basically what it is is the artery connected from the spine to the aorta and this artery basically what happens during surgery when when something like this happens like happened to chris um it, there's a spasm that occurs during surgery and uh Basically, when they were putting in the stint, he had a stroke right there in the in the artery, um, causing the spinal cord uh, to have this problem to, to no longer basically cut off circulation in the spinal cord, and it causes the loss of feeling in the legs and uh, use of the legs. Okay. So, so it's it, it does happen, although very I mean twelve and a hundred thousand is pretty rare. Um, and I asked Dr. Prisk, I said, so did, did the doctor mess up? I mean, was this uh, negligence on the doctor's part? And he said he can't say for sure, but it's unlikely because this type of thing, uh, uh, like a stroke like this or, you know, the the, uh, the actual spasm can just happen. It doesn't have to be something, you know, because of the trauma of the surgery or what's happening there or the, the problem with the stint. All this stuff can add up to this thing happening without the doctor even touching anything. Wow. Um, so... It's actually make me, made me a little nervous about surgery in general, you know what I mean? Well, yeah, because you think, oh, the doctor could do everything right and something could still go wrong. 
yeah, I don't like that. I don't like that. You know, my dad just had <laughs> surgery for uh, part of his colon removed that right. had cancer in it. And, and thank God everything went completely fine. He's actually out of the hospital already walking okay, around. Um, but like after reading this, I was like, wow, I feel like my doc, my dad was more lucky than I knew. You know what I mean? Sure, sure. Um, it's funny because they haven't fill, they have you sign off all these waivers. You know, nobody reads all these pages and pages. No, you, you know, you just sign it and move on because you're like, well, I got to get this done. I can't yeah. just not do it. <laughs> I almost think if you were to read all the papers, you know, and settle that shit, I'd get, I mean, I'd get really nervous, you know. Nobody would ever have surgeries. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. So I asked Dr. Prisk, I said, so what is uh, Chris Dim's chances of recovery? I mean, is it, what are the chances he's going to walk again? And he, even Dr. Prisk had to look this one up. Uh, he didn't even know this. So he actually came back and he told me that, um, uh, Chris has a 0.03 chance that he will walk again. Wow. 0.03%. Um, so not a very good chance. But on the other hand, in the text message from Chris, he said that he 100% believes that he'll be walking again and that he already has feeling back in his legs and can move his knees and toes. Wow. Okay. Um, so, I mean. When did, actually, uh, when did this happen? How long ago was this? April 24th. Okay. So it's been a little, it's been a little time. It, it's just. Basically, I don't know if he's kept it quiet because he didn't. He wanted to keep it private, or just you know, he's sure. not he's involved in the bodybuilding industry anymore. I don't know if his friends and family knew or what. Um, but you know, this is this. He's had some time now, and he's he's. I mean, if you can basically, I, I should ask Doctor Press what that means. But from from what I understand, uh, that is pretty lucky just in itself that he's able to feel uh, his lower body at all. And that's what I was going to ask. Like, is that pretty common for that to happen? Because I know he said, obviously, that 0.03% chance you'd walk again. But how common is it for people to get feeling but maybe not completely start walking? I'm, so he he can also move his knees, right? Is that yeah, true? knees and toes, yeah. yeah. So he, can, I, he didn't say he can, you know. He can do leg extensions, but yeah, if he can move them, you know, if he, if he can move them at all, that, that, that seems like that's on the, the path to getting better at least. Yeah, it's you know? a step in the right direction. Yeah, for sure. So um, something I said in the, in the article that, that definitely strikes me even with the, just talking to you now, if you think about the numbers, uh, the, the chance that, that uh, Chris, as an Asian guy, would be a pro bodybuilder or very slim, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, uh, the chance that he's born in Mongolia of all places. Um, you know, he, he uh, got on the Olympia stage at 185 pounds um, that, that he survived the, the aortic dissension at 80% mortality, you know, that he was one in the 112 in the 100,000 that had this, that he's a 0.3 chance. You know, if you look at all the numbers, <laughs> he's, he is, I mean, he's either extremely lucky or extremely unlucky, you know what I mean? He's a walking miracle. But but really he beats the odds, man. This Chris Dim, even if they're bad odds, he's beating them. Yeah, so yeah. You never know, man. I, I really believe that uh, that he's got a shot. I mean, so uh, I, I just want to say, you know, for me, and I'm sure from you and RX Muscle, that, that we wish him a speedy recovery. And uh, I would love to get him on a show to talk about it and uh, to hopefully keep us updated on his progress. Oh, 100%. Um, you know, coming off of that, that heart surgery, I mean, um, he knows the definition of perseverance. Right. Not, not to get too, uh, you know, spiritual or too uh, hokey or anything here, but, I mean, if there's anyone that knows how to get through something and 100% recover like no one's business, I mean, it's him. So you hate to say if it's going to happen to somebody, um, but at least he's already gone through something pretty traumatic. His family's gone through something traumatic. And while nobody wants to go through this, um, he knows what it means to really push through. So you, you have a little more hope that um, he actually can be 
one of the miracles that can walk again because he's proven that he can beat the odds um, when all the odds are against him, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, moving on uh, to a next story, uh, The Rock, uh, Dwayne Johnson. Dwayne Johnson, it came out recently that he is actually working on his diet and his physique with um, IFB, IFBB Pro and contest uh, prep guy, guru, George Farah. Which ah, is, uh, my guy. This guy. It's funny, okay, so I'm going to give you a little story. So I am in India with Darielle, and we're having dinner with him and Kai Green at the airport on the way back from India. At the airport, uh, like a little dive restaurant um, in India on the way back. And you know that in the airport in India, it's not like in the airports in the United States. These uh, They actually have restaurants, and they're not very uh, nice. Uh, but... Uh, me and uh, Darielle and Vic, I'm not Victor, excuse me, uh, George and Kai are all sitting there. And um, he, he whips out his cell phone and he starts showing me messages between him and uh, The Rock and Dwayne. And he's showing me his progress pictures and everything. And, and uh, he's like, this is my guy. This is my guy, Dwayne. My guy, Dwayne. And uh, like, The Rock, The Rock. And, uh, <laughs> and I was like, wow. And he's showing Darielle and Kai and everything. And... And after I told Dave when I got home, I told Dave about it. Dave's like, you need to write a gossip column on that. You need to write a gossip column. And I was like, no, 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 I can't. Because I thought that, um, you know, not that I know The Rock or anything, but I felt like it would be violating uh, Dwayne's privacy, you know? Possibly. And I felt like, you know, like, I, you know, that I didn't, uh, I didn't want to put that out there because I didn't feel like he was telling me for that reason. But after the fact, and now that I know that, you know, the George announced it on his Facebook and stuff, I actually think that George, in fact, was showing me because he did want me to write about it, I think. Uh, pro- probably so. I think he wanted me to write about it because, I mean, it helps him. It makes him look better, you know. So I think that he was specifically showing me. And showing me all the pictures and all the, all the different text messages and how long, you know, he's sending. They're sending, obviously, he's been working with him for a while. There's hundreds of text messages. And so I think he was showing me that because he wanted me to write a gossip column and say, hey, George Ferris working with The Rock, you know? Well, um, it's kind of the same. I mean, a lot of people know the celebrities that, like, uh, Charles Glass works with. Right. You know, like 50 Cent and Indiemix. <clears throat> and he got, like, Wesley Snipes ready for, um, oh, goodness, the, the Blade movies, I believe. Um, so, I mean, it's one of those things you don't want to, like you said, invade their privacy, but at the same time, it's, I think it's okay, uh, to, to say stuff like that because it makes the trainers look pretty good that look, you've got, you know, top A-list Hollywood celebrities employing my services. So that means I must be doing an okay job. Yeah. Well, I got to tell you that if you look at pictures of the rock now, he's looking, uh, very, very big and, uh, almost bodybuilder like. Yeah. I mean, have you seen recent pictures of him? I've not seen recent pictures of him, but I wouldn't mind seeing recent pictures of him. Uh, I'm going to send you one. <laughs> Remind me to send you one. You're gonna I need to give you another phone number so it's not so Mike can't see it. <laughs> send it to my email, Singerman. Come on. He's fully, he's fully dressed. He's just wearing a tank top. I'm I don't sorry. think. Just, nothing. I can find that anywhere. Uh, he, uh, he's big, man. He looks like he's about 270 or so uh, in very, very good shape. Okay. He's, uh, he's a big guy, too. He's not like, I think he's, what, 6'3", six, 6'4", six, something yeah, like yeah. that. Uh, but he looks very, very transformed and extremely juiced up, um, which I'm sure uh, George helped him to put him on the right protocol to uh, to uh, achieve this look. Well, I think 
that's what these celebrities, you know, need. If you do something like that, you know, and you want to do it the right way, you're not going to hire just, you know, some everyday type of trainer. You want someone that's got all of this knowledge because you do something the wrong way. And I mean, it's 10 times worse than if the normal kid in the gym does it the wrong way. So you're needing, needing to have, you know, all of the right knowledge, especially when it comes to, you know, supplements. That's, that's definitely key. And I'm sure he's not naive to it. You know, I'm not going to say this is going to be, you know, the rock's first cycle, but uh, (laughs) you know know what I'm saying is, but at the same time to have someone who's pretty well educated in making him look, uh, not just, you know, look good, but to look bodybuilder esque, which is, I'm sure what he's going for. Do you know if he's getting ready for any sort of big show or any sort of wrestling thing where he would need to be this big? Absolutely. I do. Matter of fact, that's where I was going next. <laughs> Look at me. Um, right did, did, you, did you know that? or you just- I didn't. I literally just asked that. Um, he is getting ready for a movie called Pain and Gain with um, Mark Wahlberg, where they both play bodybuilders. Oh, Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, Mark Wahlberg is all bulked up, too. Not, not nearly looking as bodybuilder-like or impressive as... Uh, he actually looks fatter, I think, is what basically he's put on. He's up to 200 pounds. And he looks like just a fatter, bulkier Mark Wahlberg. Oh, that's a bummer. Uh, he should have called George Ferris what he should have done. That he should have. Um, or somebody like that. Um, so, yeah, he. Uh, you'll, you'll see the, the movie. It's interesting. The movie is about, I read the story because I heard about this movie coming out about a year ago. And so I, I knew it was based on a news story or an actual uh, series of events that really happened surrounding a, a kidnapping and an extortion ring uh, run by bodybuilders. Okay. I was like, oh, okay. So I read the story, and it was like, I think it was like a 20-page story in the New Yorker or something like that. And um, I read it online on my iPhone, actually. I remember reading it because I was interested to see what kind of how it was going to portray bodybuilders in the movie. Yeah. I think there's a big director and everything, and they were in pre-production at the time. And I was like, um, I was like, what is? How bad is this going to be? And I read it, and let me tell you, it's pretty fucking bad. Pretty is it bad. really? Oh yeah, oh yeah. We're gonna look really bad after this one. Yeah. What are they? They saying? I mean, is it like? I don't want to ruin the, the movie. Yeah, I guess I think that's it's actually going to be a good movie, but um, I mean, I, I'll definitely go see it. Uh, but I mean, it, it features them taking steroids and them doing crimes, basically, you know, hurting people. So. Um, oh. Yeah, so it's gonna you're gonna just naturally you're gonna associate these juiced up big guys are taking steroids and they're hurting people, you know. So, but it it, so they show obviously you know the videos or the movies not out, but do do, is do you know if they show like them taking gear and being like roid raged out specifically like that's the reason why they're committing these crimes or they just happen to be bodybuilders and they are happen. To also be doing these crimes. I don't know. I mean, in the in the story, they do talk a lot about the, the steroid portion, but they don't like they don't like flip out into a crazy rage. Actually, I saw I saw a movie recently called um, uh, Bullhead, the foreign film that uh, me and Darielle actually watched the whole thing um, in subtitles, and I actually liked it, although it was it was pretty crazy because the guy he raises cattle and he sells cattle, so. Uh, in, I guess in Eastern Europe, they don't have the laws that we do. Or maybe they even do it here, I don't know, where they drug up all the cattle to get them as big and beefy as possible before they slaughter them and sell the meat. And uh, so this guy, the main character, takes all the steroids that he gives the cows. Like, 
you could tell that he's just taking just a crazy amount. Like, you know, like every day he looked like he was doing three or four 10 cc syringes of different shit. And he's like taking all these pills and, you know, whatever he's giving the cows, he's giving himself like uh, more than that, each one of them, you know, on a daily wow. basis. Nice. And so every time he would do it, he would go into this crazy rage and start punching the walls and acting crazy. And I was like, oh my God. That's nuts. These people, and I think it was like Sweden or something like that. These people are, uh, must be like, I don't know if you would like it or not, but it was an interesting movie because it is it involves the mafia and other interesting stuff. But anyway, on a totally different side note, uh, that was a side note. Uh, Pain and Gain looks like it could be a good movie, but it's not going to make us look very good. Ah, well, you know, I don't think we need any. I, I don't know that there's very, very much out there that would make us look good, unfortunately, except uh, personal experience with a bodybuilder. So. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Because I will say, uh, you know, anytime we go out and, you know, I've, I've actually been approached more by men coming up to me saying, oh, my God, you know, your boyfriend or your, your husband, or whatever, he's he's so big, like, man, you're, you're lucky, like, he's so huge, I wish I could look like that. We get that all the time, or, you know, the kids asking how much Mike can bench, or um, we had a guy today, literally, we went to um, the store, I bought my first iPad, so I'm now part of the new generation, wow. and the kid that we were buying it from was like, dude, your muscles are so big, <laughs> like, uh. yes, they are, um, but... It's always interesting what their reaction is when I say, "Are you? would you believe that he really is the most sensitive guy I've ever dated? I've got, dated a guy who was like 6'4 before. I dated, you know, guys who were like skinny little twigs. And they were like, you know, a lot of times insensitive assholes. And believe it or not, Mike is the most sensitive and caring and loving and generous and sweet romantic guy I've ever met and I've ever dated. And they're like, I, really? He, he's not like aggressive and mean. I'm like, not any more than any other man. Um, so I think, you know, you almost need the personal experience, um, when someone meets a bodybuilder or meets someone that big, like, you know, when people say, wow, Jay Cutler's actually like really cool and kind of soft spoken and like just down to earth and nice. Like I was surprised like, yeah, cause they're kind of normal people too. Um, so I think it's, you just got to meet one. <laughs> I'm talking about them. Like they're like animals in a zoo. Like you just got to meet one to know they're really not that crazy. Yeah, you know? you got to see one of these up close. <laughs> so uh, get too close to their teeth. They might. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I agree. I haven't met a lot of, aggr- I mean, I have met a few, but I have not met many like crazy aggressive or there's probably just about, there's probably more. In real well, here's the problem, and this is kind of a side note too. I've told Michael this before. You know, if we're out somewhere, and um, you know, he were to get frustrated about something, and either speak a little louder or get a little people get broken, scared. People get scared, and the problem is if you're, you know, like five ten and a buck fifty, and you're doing it, they just think you're some insensitive asshole. They don't think it's roid rage when you're doing. You could say the exact same things. Actually, the little kid could be twice as aggressive, but because you look how you look, unfortunately, they're gonna associate that with, oh yeah, he's just because he's taking steroids. That's the only yeah. reason why that he's acting like that. When that's not the case. So, you know, unfortunately, when you look the way you look like that, you almost have to try excuse me, a little bit harder than the normal person to not cause a scene because you don't want to give bodybuilding that negative stigma sure. or you know, that sure. stereotype. You don't want to enforce it. Uh, I'm sure that Mike, when he is around how he behaves, he's aware of how he looks so that, uh, because like you, it would be very easy if he like, if you frustrate him and he's like, be quiet. And he yelled that and like the mall, people be like, oh. I bet you he beats her at home. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll be like, oh my God. No. <laughs> Yeah, no, you're exactly right. And that's why you almost have to be double careful when in your body. Well, Christina, uh, I guess that's it for this week. 
of Access Bodybuilding. It was uh, five interesting topics. So until next week, that was Access Bodybuilding. Peace out.